0: Good morning, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within, where I come on here to talk to you about what Jesus said and to think about what we're thinking about. Because, like I said, the kingdom isn't about being right, because I know when I'm right, I'm wrong, and when I'm wrong, I'm right, and that might not make sense, but It is what it is. Here's kind of the way I see that. Um, When I've got to the point where I've become very open-minded and I try to see everyone's point of view, and I see that just like in politics, the Republicans are right and the Democrats are right. The question is, why are they right? And if they're right, then how could the other one be right too? And that is that each of us come from a different place looking at things from a different angle because of our experience. So how can I judge someone's truth if I don't come from their experience? Because through their life experience, that is how they see the world, just as I see the world differently. In the mental health system, there's a thing called IPS, which is Intentional Peer Support and It uh, actually goes into a lot of that. They call it worldview. And they talk about moving away from something is near impossible, but moving towards something uh, is how you move away from something else. And That's a lot of what Jesus said. I actually see all these things in these things that people have turned into principles of how to recover from mental health as the same things Jesus said. Because Jesus said, You know, don't judge. You don't know how to judge. So if we're not judging, we're only judging ourselves. We're looking at our own thoughts. And when we look at our thoughts, that's where the suffering is. The suffering really isn't at looking at other people. The problem is we're looking at them because we're not wanting to look at ourselves. And even when I do look at me, I still see other people. And I'll tell you, I'd, sometimes it's hard to understand exactly how anyone could do it, but it's because the Holy Spirit can do it for you. But it means that you have to start really believing that the Holy Spirit, that holy thought of God, can come to you. And no one can bring you that thought except for you and God because you have to choose it. Over and over, I've had the choice. The fruit tastes good. That's the problem. The problem is that it feels good when you get a new toy and you possess something new. It doesn't matter whether it's a weed eater to do your yard or a new car or a fancier car. I mean, you know, the the gadgets are endless. The problem is that... Jesus did say about the darkness and I don't like to talk about it a whole lot because well friend people get hung up on it it's like this coronavirus right now my roommate just spent time watching the news where they're talking about New York they're talking about how they're going to um, enforce a law where you're not allowed to leave the state and all of that and They've got police everywhere, and, you know, it's turning into quite the catastrophe, and when you look at that stuff, it scares you. So the more you focus on it, the more real and the more it encompasses your thoughts. But I don't watch the news because what happens is it happens to me what's happened to her, and that is when I sit there and focus on what's going on everywhere, the fear in me grows because I see the truth. I see that there's stuff going on. The question is, can I stop it? And the answer is no. What I can do is I can keep myself in a good mental state by staying close to my faith and look at the love of Christ and know that no matter what goes on in the world, it's not going on for nothing even though it seems insane there's a purpose behind it and maybe this is an opportunity where we get to take a look at what we're really valuing sometimes you know it's painful to look at our thoughts we go through things so that we can make choices so this is a great time if you're often you're afraid to think about what it is you're thinking about to to ask is this fear going to help me get through this. Because if it isn't, then this is an excellent time to find a faith that works, to be able to really understand what Jesus said, to really think about what he said, not to believe what I've said about what he said. Because like I told you, I come from this worldview where um, I was suffering really bad, and I had to find a way out of this thing I call hell, you know, like I told you, religion says hell's there. I see it here, and I see the darkness is spreading, the hell that people are in, because we keep judging each other for our faults instead of loving each other and forgiving each other. I know. I see it just like you, friend. But a lot of people don't see that. So the truth is, if you want to eat your fruit and believe that you're going to receive your kingdom in your death, then this message isn't for you any more than Jesus' message was really for you. Because religion has hung everything on John 3, 16, I'm the light in the world, and he who believes in me shall return, will receive eternal life. But he that isn't what he said. That's one thing he said, and when you take one thing and then you apply it as the overall and say that that's the only truth he said, then it allows you to eat the fruit, because it gives you this peace that you're not responsible for what's going on in the world, and you can have more and they can have less, and it has nothing to do with you having more and not giving more to others. You know, we don't want to look at these things because it's painful. So the truth is, if you're not here to find the kingdom within, if you don't believe that Jesus said that you can get it, then this isn't even the right message to be listening to because this is going to bring you pain because, I'm calling you to look at what it is you're thinking about. I'm asking you if you want something else to ask yourself why you want it. So, if you think that a newer, fancier car is going to bring you joy and bring you this thing called the kingdom or bring you peace, why? You might save yourself a bundle of money. If you start looking for what it is you're looking for, you might find that you can do it without another payment. Or such a large payment. I'm not telling you I got this right. I've got it wrong. I've got a car payment, friend. If I would have been thinking about what I was thinking about at the time, then I wouldn't have made the decisions I made. But the thing was, I told you they declared me mentally ill, and so they encouraged me to take medication, which did. It was great. Actually, this whole thing of the being declared to be mentally um, unstable, fit actually worked out to be the greatest thing in my life ever. And I don't know how to explain that to you. Because the truth is that everything that was done to me as a child, the abuse I took, the way people treated me, it was wrong. Except here it is. I'm much later in my life, probably getting toward the end, who knows. And Everything that was wrong turns out it's right because all the things that I'm doing to help other people and all these ways that I am learning to think about what I'm thinking about, it's because of the suffering I was in. So, yes, it's wrong that they did it to me. Yes, when I was in the middle of the hell, man, I was mad. Even afterwards, it's taken me years to come up with an understanding and looking at what I was thinking about. So this isn't an easy process, and if you're not looking to find the kingdom now, if peace isn't what you're really looking for, if you're really not looking to know love by experience, then these aren't your podcasts. Because I'm not here to tell you lies, I'm here to talk about the truth, and the truth is whatever one you choose. So if you want to believe that you can eat all the fruit in the world, but here's a question for you, friend. If God's going to create a new kingdom and you want to be in it and you want to be able to live in this place where there's peace and you're still greedy and angry in your spirit. What's going to happen when he takes your spirit and puts it in his new kingdom? Because if you're not willing to think about what you're thinking about now, will you be willing to think about it then? So the truth is that in that kingdom, he would have to take away your free will. And if he takes away your free will, then he takes away your ability to choose him. Because the only way to get rid of selfishness and greed is to get rid of this thought of Satan. And yes, in Revelations, it talks about that the thought of Satan is going to be crushed and put back in his cage. Well, the truth is he is going to get put back in his cage. He's going to get put back in his cage because we're going to put him there. Because right now what we're doing is we're creating a world where we see what happens when we think about um, what it is we want to think about instead of thinking about each other. The darkness is coming, not because God wants it, It's because we chose it for ourselves. Free will requires him to allow us to do whatever it is we choose to do with what we have. And when we choose to worry more about ourselves than others, then these are the choices. And when you're looking at just how it affects you, it's it's so easy to justify. The problem is that we're not looking at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is what's being created, because this isn't a single effort. This is a joint effort. It's not what I think or what you think. It's what we all think together. So each of us that remain unconscious create a little more darkness, and we're not doing it intentionally. We're doing it accidentally because we're not thinking about it. So God has called me to speak about this because we have free will, but we have choice, and I know people are going to condemn me, and I know people are going to say that I'm a lunatic. Jesus, in Mark, uh, it said that the, the people came down the hill when he was out speaking to lay hands on him because they said he was out of his mind. So I'm going to tell you, if Jesus was without sin and he talked about the things that I'm talking about, then I'm going to tell you, you're going to think I'm out of my mind if it is if what you want is to keep the kingdom you have and not seek a greater one. So. I'm not here to tell you the truth, and once it's on here, it, it's on here, and left somebody deletes it, then it'll be done. So it doesn't matter what happens to me. I could die tomorrow. Maybe God will use this message. Maybe he won't. The important thing is that this is allowing me to talk about it and to put it out there so that if God wants to use it, if it is God's will, then he can have it, because I don't know if it is. It's not like I've got a bunch of people clicking on here. Somebody clicked on here. I put out a trailer le- this morning. I'm not necessarily expecting a big crowd. But on the other hand, right now, people are afraid. And I'm telling you, people, my roommate believes in Jesus. But she's terrified because her faith doesn't have power because she's afraid to look at what she's looking at. Because she hasn't developed this relationship by knowing what Jesus said in the Bible. Because You have to have a truth, and it's got to have a foundation. And if you're believing what somebody else believes just because they told you you have to believe it, then you're listening to your preacher that might or might not have the truth. Here's the truth. Jesus said that they will speak like serpents. What does it mean to speak like a serpent? To speak like a serpent isn't to speak evil. It's to have a divided tongue. Divided tongue means that you can wiggle half of your tongue, which means you can talk about half of the truth. You can spin it any which way you want. So maybe they're right. Maybe I'm spinning it the other way. I think I'm wiggling both sides of my tongue. I'm telling you I'm not right. I'm telling you I'm wrong. I'm wrong because somebody's going to say I'm wrong, and therefore I am wrong for them and my. Thoughts are wrong for them. And therefore, if what it is that you're looking for is what you have, then keep having what you're having. But just don't blame God and everyone else for what's going on in the world because the truth is that we're causing it by not thinking about what it is we're thinking about. And because we won't come together in love, we're going to divide in fear. Because I'll tell you, friend, I'm down there with not a whole lot of toilet paper left, just like the rest of the world but the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me go into a panic and go grab millions of rolls because I didn't need them. But the problem is that people got in panic and was afraid. So the first group that went out went and got all the toilet paper because they were afraid. Then the ones that weren't afraid, now they're afraid because the first group of people took all the toilet paper. So now they're terrified that if they don't go grab oodles and oodles, they're not going to have enough. Well, at this point, I'm not looking in your cupboard, but I'm suspecting in some people's houses, they've probably got six months' worth of toilet paper and fear that this is going to go on. Well, that's great for you, but here's the way it is, friend. There's people out there without a lot of money, and they can't afford to buy six months' toilet paper. You know, most days they can barely afford to buy the toilet paper for the week if they've got it, if they even have that. So they can't prepare, So they're unprepared, and while everyone else is hogging it all up because they have oodles of money, there's people out there that are having less so that others can have more. So fear spreads, and it causes suffering. And if not having toilet paper doesn't cause suffering, then friend, please, if you have enough, then stop buying more, because Obviously, it's causing somebody suffering that thought because they're buying it all up. But this is the way fear works. See, it spreads. Jesus said that when two of you gather in my name, there I will be also, and that he'll create something new. But I'll tell you, when two people gather in the name of fear, fear gains strength. So if you're sitting there watching all of this coronavirus stuff on TV and you're mesmerized by the news and you're terrified as hell, then stop watching the news. The question is, if you need to know what's going on, look about what you need to know from your county or state or whatever it is, but don't look at the news. It's going to cause you suffering. It's going to make this look worse than it is. Instead, think about How can I help other people sitting here in my house? How can I change my life? If I am the experience that I'm having and my identity is based on what it is I've done, is the person that you've been, is that who you want to be? And if it's not, then I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit is your holy thought. And if you don't have one and you're suffering or you don't know how to find it, believe in Jesus and Jesus will give it to you. But don't believe one thing he said. Believe everything he said. Start believing that you can receive this Holy Spirit, this holy thought, that it will come to you. I'm not telling you that you're going to get it like I do where it talks to you, because the truth is that um, the more you want God, the less you want the world and the price is that you can't chase both you can't have both love requires sacrifice it's like a husband and wife this is what happens once you've been married once you get married to to that person you know that's who you're married to so if you go out and sleep with someone else I imagine that your spouse is going to be offended so the sacrifice is that When you decide you're in love and you get married and you commit to be with no one else, then that's who you're with. Well, God's kind of the same way. And it's not that he wants you to. He wants you to choose it on your own. In the end, we're all going to choose it. Just question is when. I'm not worried about whether I get the oncoming kingdom that he's talking about here, because this is the truth. The truth is God was in the beginning. He was in the end and will always be. (coughs) So if I miss out on this kingdom, it really doesn't matter. Sooner or later, in all of eternity, there's another kingdom coming. God wants to know himself. He's not going to want to stop knowing when the world ends. And you can see the world's going to end just like I do. Even call it even called for in revelations. The earth will fade away. However, it fades away. It doesn't matter whether it be an asteroid or just goes cold. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. God's been creating for a, since the beginning of time, except time never began. How can I explain to you what he's shown me? It doesn't even make sense, yet it makes perfect sense. I understand that God is. He must create, and because he must create, he wants to create you so that you can love him, because he wants to be loved. If I was the only thing to exist, I'd sure create something to love me. I don't care. You know, we have pets. Those of us that don't like people have pets. There's a lot of people that hate people and love pets. I love people and pets. I love everything, friend, except when I don't. <laughs> because I'll tell you I can step away from the kingdom in a minute and get self-righteous. And that's that's my greatest fear. To tell you the truth, now that I'm on here talking about Christ, my fear isn't God. My fear is that I'm going to let go of my thought of Christ and grab a hold of my thought of Satan. Because Jesus Himself said there's a price to pay. He said that those that called him his disciples, that at the end of the age, that they were going to have twice the debt. Now, that's because at that point, once I start talking about this love of Christ and I start saying, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, and I start talking about Jesus, I start becoming his representative. So now, even though I'm sinful by nature, I'm at a dilemma. And the dilemma is that if I go doing what it was I was doing, and I'm not, I'm telling you, even since I received the Holy Spirit, I've done stuff wrong, stuff that I knew was wrong. Cause this is the truth. I wasn't afraid of hell. I'm trying to figure out why it is because everybody else is telling me that the voice in my head isn't real and that I have to be very careful and I could be misled. So the problem is that this is a free will choice. I don't, the thought, The holy thought, the one I spend time with, I go out of my way to make it stay. I spend time in the wilderness walking. Today, when I get done here, I'm going to go out into the wilderness, which is what I call the woods, the parks. I actually live near uh, in the Philadelphia vicinity the suburb of Philadelphia, so I mean, it's not like I'm going out to Montana or something or other, but I'm going to go out in the woods where there isn't anybody, and I'm going to talk to the thought of the Holy Spirit, where I don't have roommates and dogs, and I'm not thinking about what it is I need to do, because, you know, when you're at home, you're often thinking about, I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. When I go out into the wilderness, I'm out there, there's nothing to do. I've got one commitment, and that is to think about my love of Christ. So by going out there, it allows me to be something, something different that I didn't, wasn't able to be before, something that allows me to not need these things that cause me suffering because I'm united with this thought. But I have to come back to the world like everyone else. And, you know, Jesus didn't have a job. His only job was to think about that thought. So, but friend, I'm not at that place in my life. I've still got payments. I've still got things going on and, you know, so I'm not expecting me to be him. And if you're expecting me to be him, then please stop listening now because you're not going to find him here. You're going to find me trying to be like him and failing all the while. Because I told you in a previous episode, fail forward fast. You know, if you're going to chase the world and you're trying to become a millionaire, the only way to do it is to keep trying until you do it. And the truth is that if you want the kingdom, the only way to keep doing it is to keep doing it. And that is to every time you fail, look and see why it was that you failed and then choose again. I keep choosing again and I keep making mistakes. So this isn't about perfection. It's about thinking about what I'm thinking about. And you're going to get so tired of hearing about that. But the truth is, I'm putting this on here because I'm listening to myself talk. And the Holy Spirit told me to do it. So if one person hears this and finds a greater kingdom because they find the love they were looking for, then my purpose is done. You see, I, I'm not here to be important. The truth is, the reason I haven't... Put my name to it, and I just talk and kind of stay a little ominous, is I'm kind of afraid because I'm afraid I'll start thinking I'm something again. See, Jesus said, I'm the least among you. What did that mean? Really think about that. That means that he thought the least of himself. He didn't glorify himself. He glorified God and he glorified you. He didn't judge you. Instead, he loved you even. Only once did he tell them to pick up a sword, and that was so that, and when they said, Look, Lord, here's two, he said, That's enough. Two isn't enough to fight off an army. It was never about the army. He needed them to take the sword into the wilderness or out to the garden, should I say, so that when they came for him, Peter the apostle could reach out and try to cut off. Christ, or cut off the ear of this um, servant of the high priest. See, because Jesus healed that, that the servant of the high priest. What he was trying to do was he wanted you to see that even as they were taking him to whip him, beat him and crucify him, he still forgave them. He forgave them even though he knew they what they were doing to him. He wanted to drive this point home because he wanted to drive you crazy with this thought. He wanted you to think, how on earth could anyone do that? But he told you how to do it, but you have to find it for yourself. And I can't give you my answers You've got your own worldview. You've got to find yours because God wants to know you a little different than he knows me. But what happens if we all start seeking this thought together? Maybe we can postpone the darkness, friend. I love the light. I love seeing people doing good. The truth is, even though I know that it's harmful that people are hogging things up, I'm actually happy to see that people are getting what they want and that they're happy. So if that's bringing you happiness and it brings the darkness because no one's choosing any different, how can I judge that? That's God's thing to judge, not mine. The truth is that how many people are doing that and all the while thinking they're doing good good deeds and doing God's will or hogging up almost all of it? You know, they give away a little bit of money. They pay their employees minimum wage while they're making millions, that makes sense to them. Hey, if that makes sense to your friend, and like I told you, this podcast isn't for you because then you have to think about what you're thinking about. And is that really right? And is that going to bring God's kingdom? And I'm telling you that the kingdom comes to you when you choose it for yourself. And this eternal hell that he was talking about is the eternal moment of now. If you're suffering right now, it isn't going to end until you change your mind. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or does to you. You're going to still have this thought until you're willing to get rid of it. And it's not easy to do because it's going to require a change of life. And so I'm telling you that Jesus is the way because love is the way. And if you don't have a good thought, he can give you one because he gave the greatest love that one could give. He, he took the worst of it so that you could have the most of it. And I'll tell you, friend, that's the reason he's my savior. He saved me from myself. He didn't save me from God. God wasn't angry all the while. I was angry because I was angry at you because I wasn't listening to what he said and I wasn't willing to forgive here's, I'm going to say one last thing and then I'm going to go. Another wise man once told me, and I'm sure he got it from someone else. You know how that goes. Nobody really has an original thought. We just keep giving each other new thoughts to choose. Um, And that is that resentment is like eating rat poison, trying to kill the other person. The truth is it's not hurting them. It's hurting you. And all that unforgiveness isn't causing them pain, it's causing you pain. And if it causes you enough pain to where you go cause them pain, then you're going to get arrested and be in even more pain. So at the end of the day, you lose either way. So just learn to let go and realize that there's a purpose. And if you're suffering right now, your suffering could be someone else's saving grace. Because if you can find this forgiveness, And you can start doing good for other people. You will become a blessing. And you will love yourself and God and others so much that you won't even understand. You're going to tell yourself, I'm a freaking miracle. Because I'm telling you are. If you're not yet, you are. You just don't know it. So we're all miracles. And we're all waiting to blossom. But it takes each other to put the seed. It takes each other to forgive. It takes each other to show the uh, other people what we can be because love comes from experience and experience creates knowledge, which creates greater faith. Well, friend, I'm about out of time. I got 30 seconds before it's done. So here's another episode. I hope you've enjoyed thinking about what you're thinking about. And if not, well, you know, you can always unsubscribe. (laughs) All right, friend, you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and yours.